Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Let's kick it. Sports Spectacular on the air. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. We got Patrick Quinn on the board for us. Happy Halloween to everyone. The only thing frightening about this Illini football team is that they're scary good. Six and one and ranked 18th in the AP poll, 20th in the coaches poll, guys, as uh, they take the week off. Yeah, I, you know, they've got a great start, but I think they need a week off to kind of get everybody healthy, get Chase Brown. I mean, he carries it like 500 times a game, so it's a, a tough worry. I mean, 41 carries last week is just is, is crazy. Um, he's a leading rusher in the country, which is fantastic, but I, I just think that, that they really need that. Get everybody back healthy. DeVito's got the ankle. Um, get Chase right. Get Josh McCray back maybe. Get Isaiah Williams healthy. All those people, get all those players back. Hundred percent as they go in the stretch run, which could be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I also think for a lot of teams, this Nebraska game would be a really big trap game. And I think with Bielma's ability to keep his team focused on the next game, not on down the line, I think that's going to be very valuable as this team tries to figure out a way to start this this five game stretch as best they can. And um, you know, again, we're back in that mode because uh, Brett's new at, at University of Illinois. Almost every game is like the biggest game of the career here because it's so important to this individual season and what he's trying to accomplish. Yeah, it's just uh, incredible. By the way, five Illini uh, this week. Uh, great piece put together by the Sports Information Department. Five Illini getting some midseason All-America attention in one way or another. And of course, uh, Chase Brown, a part of that, Mike, you mentioned earlier this week too, we were talking, um, you know, before the show that you were saying too, that really, again, the schedule sets up perfectly. Um, you look ahead, it's when you saw the schedule, you know, going in like, okay, well you get two bye weeks because you started week zero. Okay, fine. Boy, what a perfect time as it turns out. I mean, you know, maybe Brett will say, yeah, I planned it that way, but it's uh, <laughs> a great time. Like you said, um, we have a, a lot to talk about in the next hour. We will hear from coach Bielema. Also Matt Stevens of Illiniguys.com. He'll bring some analysis. Uh, and the first news conference this week for the guy we're talking about, Chase Brown. And, and why not? The Illinois Athletic Department uh, launching a chase for the Heisman website this week as the junior continues to lead the nation in rushing yards. Yeah, it's been a, I don't remember. I mean, maybe <laughs> I don't remember an Illinois player being in the Heisman like chase at this, for lack of a better term, in the Heisman chase right now. Uh, it's, I don't remember a guy being in Heisman chase. It's been a long time. I mean, I, I can't remember, but the thing about chase Brown is he's just, he is, he's a workhorse. He's very good. He, he is a, and he just makes all those plays. He leads the nation, not only rushing, but in number of yards after contact, he leads the nation in 10 plus yard runs. He leads the nation. In, I mean, go down the line. I mean, yards per game, everything total yards from scrimmage. He's everything. And so I, I can't, you know, he really deserves to be in the Heisman conversation. And I don't know if he's going to win. I, I don't expect him to win the Heisman. But what I do think is I, I would think it would be awesome to see him on the stage at the end of the season in, in New York. That would be so cool. Yeah, you know, people look back and you think maybe Jeff George might have got there or even, you know, the rare defensive player like Simeon Rice. But it, it just hasn't happened. Dick Butkus 
you know, um, th this would be incredible to see an Illini player on the on the podium. But the problem is, is the team has to keep winning because the Heisman is kind of morphed into a, a winning, you know, team type of thing as well. And then the second thing that the probably the only statistical category that you might say that Chase, I don't know, struggles, not the right word, but he hasn't scored very many touchdowns compared to what's going on, let's say, over at Michigan. Um, and so hopefully the team keeps winning and he can punch some over in the red zone, which will make those wins uh, much more dramatic as opposed, you know, Minnesota, Illinois could have had 42 points if they'd have been efficient in the red zone. So um, some bigger wins would help with the ranking and it would, and some touchdowns from Chase Brown would put him in that, uh, in that rare air of final three. And you wonder if they will try to call more plays for him in the red zone. Um, kind of like urban Meyer with Tim Tebow when he was a sophomore, literally uh, Tebow. I remember looking this up and, and mentioned this on CNN that, that, that Tebow that year carried the ball. He, he carried the ball. Every single time on national TV, when the Gators were inside the five yard line, you can go look it up, look up the, look up the play by play. Every, they had a running back who, who, who Keystone Moore, good running back, never fumbled, but the only time he had a, a touch inside the five was against Vanderbilt on regional TV. So, uh, but I'm curious to see if Barry Lunny and, and Brett Bielema will, will, will call that for them. Um, you know, one thing too, and, and like you said, hopefully Brad, you mentioned get everybody healthy. Um, you know, Chase can't carry the ball 40 times, 35 times every game. You got to get Josh McCray back to give him that eight, 10 carries um, to give him a break um, because it, you know, listen, if this thing keeps going, you're going to need him down, down the stretch in late November. Yeah, no question. I, th I think that's, you know, running backs. I mean, Chase isn't like one of those big, like huge bruising guys either. So he's more of a, a guy who with a great cutback ability, and he's a strong finisher of his runs, but not in the sense that, you know, like a Ron Dane used to be or somebody like that. He's, he's a little different. I think that – so that's where he can really use that lessened workload. I mean, get him down to 25 carries and five catches or something is much more feasible than 41 carries and, and then three or four catches as well. Yeah, and, and who knows? You know, Illinois runs a couple of upsets, and, you know, it would be nice to have Chase feeling great for that game against Ohio state um, to get, you know, the big 10 title. Um, I, I do think that, that it will be very interesting to see Josh McCray kid is a dynamic runner and he's brutally efficient um, and having a thunder and lightning approach would be great for the Illini, especially when you think you're adding that to a team that's six and one with the number one defense in the country. Yeah, and we're going to talk a lot about that as well. We will hear from Chase as well coming off another record-setting performance. That defense, uh, P.J. Fleck, uh, not only was complimentary Saturday after the game, on his Monday weekly news conference, he was still talking about the Illini defense. We will hear from him this hour as well. By the way, uh, Illinois golf, would you say the men's golf team, number two in the country, getting the win at Dayton this week. Congrats to Mike Small and his guys already off to a fantastic start as they're playing a little fall golf before getting into the spring season. Illinois basketball opening the season ranked number 23 in the preseason AP poll. Sturdy talk with RJ Melendez about the season ahead. Strap in. It's a wild ride, and it's all ahead on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. This segment presented by Busey Bank, proud sponsor of Illini Athletics. It's a bye week for the football team, but not so much for the coaches. 
They hit the road recruiting for much of the week, trying to take advantage of this hot start. Six and one that ties the program's best start since they went six oh and one back in the early 50s. Head coach Brett Bielema offering his thoughts this week, starting with some praise for his star running back, Chase Brown. The way he lives, the way he uh, trains, the way he works with an offense, uh, to have a new offensive coordinator really uh, uh, to adapt as quickly as he did to that, and, uh, uh, which was kind of a different run game. There's a lot of carryover, but I just thought he's really proven to me how professional he is. Um, obviously, he has another eligibility that will uh, become a topic after the season, but for right now, just letting him chase history as many uh, things as he's accomplishing in the uh, uh, seven-game window that we've had. Wanted to give him due credit from um, obviously the highest award in the land that everybody talks about is the Heisman. But uh, you know, I've had several times in my career where we may have one, sometimes two running backs on the Doak Walker, which I think signifies truly what a running back is all about. Obviously, uh, um, to recognize as the best running back in college football would be pretty special, and I think he's in the uh, in the hunt for that because of what he's done. He's the first to give credit to his teammates, uh, so. Uh, give a little bit of moment about him and then offensively and defensively to see uh, Palcho and Johnny Newton, two guys uh, get nominated on honor roll for the, uh, by the uh, Lombardi Award is, is uh, really kind of awesome to see and witness, to see uh, in the back end, Quan and Spoon both get uh, uh, accolades for, for their performance, what they've done. Um, and then Johnny Newton, especially, and I would tell you Keith Randolph, even though uh, maybe he didn't get some of that stuff yesterday, the way Keith has played the last two, three, four games, um, he's really joining that. Uh, that atmosphere and then a bunch of other really good players. This is just all American stuff, right? Like when the time comes for all conference recognition, I think we have a lot of guys that have continued to do very, very well. So uh, this week we're going to, uh, we took it easy on him uh, Sunday. We did our normal routine Monday. Uh, we, we gave him the entire day off um, as NCAA rules allow us to do. Uh, got a good work day in yesterday, especially with our Devo guys today. We did uh, basically our twos became our ones. Uh, so uh, a lot of great work out there with our twos that, that, um, normally don't get as much as our, our ones do during the course of the week. We had our Devos become our, our really our threes and fours became our twos at practice today. We did good on good uh, indoors there, and it was just a lot of really good work. Uh, tomorrow we'll jump into our Nebraska prep uh, and allow us to uh, get a get a jump start on them. Obviously, they're in a bye week as well, so there's really no no new film coming in, and they have changed a little bit uh, after the transition uh, in the, uh, with Scott to, to uh, the new new way of doing things there really has affected everything offense defense uh, and a little bit on special teams so excited about that and uh, with that I'll open up for questions I think you're also talking to our coordinators and and uh, Chase later today so uh, open it up Brett what changes with recruiting when you go out with a ranking six and one uh, how's that impact yeah players? it really uh, really from the pilots that we hop on the plane with to the, the schools that we walk into everybody uh, just is a lot more aware of Illinois football um, than ever before well you know I'm talking to modern times here but um, there definitely is, even with recruiting. You know, I, I took Pat Hamilton on the road with me uh, strictly because we could meet quite a bit um, about our current roster. You know, um, you know, we have three things facing us, uh, you know, in, in, as we have success. You know, there's the COVID year guys, guys that have bonus years because of COVID. Uh, there's guys that legitimately have opportunities if they want to to go into the NFL. It's just whether or not they'll be uh, in a position that they can be happy with. And, and the third one, obviously, is just the true portal world, right? Like. I'm sure we're going to get surprised by somebody. We don't have a lot of guys leave this program. Um, I think we take care of them well. Josh affords us uh, to treat our players very, very well. I think as coaches, they know they're getting coached every day. Um, uh, so those are some challenges. But, uh, you know, I think at this time of the year, a lot of times recruits change their minds, you know. And we've seen that recently in the last literally 24 hours where uh, we can see people that, uh, you know, that we've had interest in and maybe they've had interest. We're just kind of a different Illinois than we were last June. Um, so hopefully that draws people's attentions.
with with Gabe, I mean, obviously you knew he had talent when you got him, but what stands out about what he's been able to do in these first seven games? And then do you remember when you got the call from him mm-hmm. that he was in and kind of what that moment was like? Yeah, Gabe, uh, uh, you know, it was kind of a unique story. He, we had never, everybody's recruiting story is unique to them. I always tell kids, don't worry about your recruiting story because everybody's a little bit different. Um, I remember getting a call from Gabe. Uh, I've said this before, my boy Jack Daniels uh, is watching him in, a, in, a, in basically a scouting game. and. Um, he called me from the field and said, hey, this, this guy here might be worth looking at. And then we couldn't find his huddle film because it wasn't available on normal <laughs> huddles. So we had to go through schools that they played against. Uh, we had a bye week coming, so I sent Aaron Henry down on Monday. Um, I won't say what Aaron said when he called me, but he said this looks like one of our guys. Um, you know, he's just a very impressive, physical-looking person. Um, and then the recruiting process started, and I remember getting on the phone with him. I remember you know, he has a, a, a brother who's heavily involved in his life. His mom is an incredible woman. Uh, I think when you go on a recruiting visit uh, as a head coach, you only get a chance to do this one time where you get to go to their school, their home. And when I walk into Gabe's mom's house, you know, there's a room of 20 to 30 people from the community, um, people from the neighborhood, and you, and you realized what kind of person you're getting. And then when we got him here on campus and saw the, uh, saw the physical skills that we knew was on the film. But uh, when he called me to tell me it was kind of a gradual process, I think he it really got down to us in Tennessee for the most part at the end. And, uh, there was a couple of nip and tuck days, but we just kept battling. And I think he, he saw the opportunity that we had and presented and hopefully he continues to play that way. Chase Brown is definitely worthy of the praise, but I, I think there's, <laughs> uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of things there. I, I think coach is also understanding that, you know, they, he, he has a guy behind the center too, that really runs this show and you could see the difference and nothing against Art Sikowski, but when you saw Tommy DeVito, I thought Tommy DeVito is just so good at helping, being that complimentary. Brett Bielema always talks complimentary football, right? He's complimentary with the passing run game, Tommy DeVito, the defense all together. It's kind of like a perfect storm that they put together of great defense, enough of a passing game, strong running game. They control time of possession, control the lines. It's, it's exactly what you want from uh, a Big Ten football team. Yeah, and Tommy DeVito is pretty amazing how, you know, composed he is, how well he he play, stands in that pocket. He, he can take the hit. He can move. He puts the ball on the money. I'm just amazed that Syracuse couldn't find a way to use him a little better. But, hey, I guess I'm not a football coach. Those things are beyond me. But Coach Coach uh, B and, and uh, Lunny have figured out a way to use him, and I'm real thankful he's here. <laughs> I, I agree. And, and, you know, that's lost in, in the shuffle of last week of homecoming and the win and the defense being outstanding again, knocking Tanner Morgan out of the game, chase Brown, another 180 yards. I mean, the, you know, the career high 41 carries all that stuff lost in the shuffle of all that was DeVito. What he was like, what 11 of his first 12 passing. I mean, you talk about, you know, you know, um, executing the scripts to start a game to perfection. I mean, he was outstanding and, and Brad, to your point, the veteran guy, been here, done that, doesn't get rattled, just smooth, not super quick, but knows how to use his feet. Um, boy, the quarterback keeper uh, on that five-yard scamper to left side to start the – just took the win out of the sails in Minnesota. They came down, got the long kickoff return, scored the touchdown, and then here he comes. Uh, they were king so much on Chase. You can see like five guys all around Chase, and he could have somersaulted into the end zone if he wanted to. It was, it was so sweet. 
it's to your point, it's, it's kind of a perfect storm all coming together and it's, it's fun to, to watch this happen. Uh, this segment presented by Busey bank, and we appreciate their support of the sports spectacular each week, right here on the show, more on Illini football, Matt Stevens joins us up next at Busey bank. We understand you have a vision for your future and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000. HX Home Solutions. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promise. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Right back here on the Sports Spectacular, IlliniGuys.com, football writer and analyst Matt Stevens now joining us. Uh, Matt is right there. And, you know, Matt, I, I, we're always going to you um, all during the year asking how's the team doing and what do you think they're going to do? Um, I, I don't think any of us saw a six and one start and a, a number 18 national ranking and a number of players getting some talk for major postseason awards, all America honors like that. When you entered camp back on August 1st. No, I, the, the, the betting over under was four and a half. So a whole bunch of people have already cashed that <laughs> one. Um, and I think the only person who is dead set on the fact that he saw this coming was, was Brett Bielema. Um, He would be dead set on telling everybody, yeah, this is what I've envisioned. And quite frankly, I don't think he's that far off the truth because he kept telling 14 and 15 year olds at camp in June, I I didn't come here to go five and seven, you know, this was not acceptable last year. So he's on the pace that he's usually been then destined with and and like I said on the post game with with Mike and and Ked on on Saturday night it was I'm seeing a lot of parallels to the 2010 Mississippi State season that I covered it was Dan Mullen's second season and they went nine and four and played in a Jan one bowl game and this was and it, all the momentum came after winning the rivalry game at the end of the year and and everything that comes along with that so there's a lot of parallels I'm seeing of, of what Brett Bielema was doing with a bunch of guys that, that didn't have a whole lot of national recognition going into the season and, and suddenly now are, are doing something, something special. And, and that led to eight, eight, nine, ten straight bowl games for Mississippi State. every um, And, you know, I think Brett Bielema sees Illinois on that same type of trajectory every, every season. 
now I, I kind of look at this, Matt, how good, how good is this team? Like, I, I mean, statistically they're, they're six and one, obviously, and we all think they should probably be seven and oh, but how good are they? Like, are they legit? Like a, a chance to win the big 10 West get to maybe 10 and two or maybe 11 and one. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Michigan obviously is really good, but I mean, I don't know. It seems to me like they they're, they're a team that probably the Big Ten West favorite right now, and just a team that looks like they're getting better all the time, and maybe a team that might be a surprise. Yeah, I, Brad, I think that they're definitely the favorite to win the West, and, and the reason I say that is because I, I think the defense is going to travel, and the defense is going to be there consistently each and every week, and then what they're doing offensively each and every week, continually, progressively getting better along with, you know, Chase Brown, you know, potentially getting into the Heisman conversation um, allows them to have something that I think can travel and and be consistent every week. You know, I mean, I don't think Tommy DeVito is going to play on a bum ankle like he did every Saturday, like he did against Minnesota because he was spectacular but I don't think they need Tommy to be spectacular every week. And I don't think they need the passing game to be spectacular every week, but I do think that chase Brown can give you some form of that um, each and every week. And I think the defense can give you some form of that each and every week. And so the only game that I see them really having trouble with throughout the rest of the years is the game at Michigan. Because, and, and their only reason I feel that way is because everything that Michigan wants to do, Illinois does it, in kind of the same schematic and stylistic kind of fashion. And Michigan does it with, you know, more highly touted talent. And, um, but it's not a game that Illinois can't win. I just don't love the matchup, but then you're looking at, yeah, you're looking at 10 and two and arriving at Indy at 10 and two and a chance to place boiler against Ohio state and Indianapolis and get, and probably what will be the last Western division champion of the big 10 conference. So keep that trophy as long as you want to, because I don't think you're ever going to have to give it back. So I think that's, that's the kind of special that season Illinois is looking at right now and could springboard you to, to multiple seasons down the road of, of, of similar kind of ilk. So the Illini have a bye week and, and just as an aside, my little tip for married guys is with Buffalo the Rams, Minnesota, and Philly all having bye weeks. This would be a great week to volunteer to go to the pumpkin patch. You'll look like a great husband. <laughs> this is this is the weekend to do it, folks. But that being aside, there's a bye week for the Illini. What is Coach B and the staff, what are they doing this week um, on the recruiting front? Because – Looks like a lot of guys are starting to get NFL interest. Yeah, they're, I think they're going to make another trip to some JUCOs, um, specifically in Kansas, specifically, I think, in Texas, specifically in Utah, um, to sure up some offensive and defensive line help. That's what I think they're looking for immediately in the JUCO ranks, and I don't necessarily blame them. I think there's a lot of guys like Johnny Newton and Keith Randolph who are getting NFL interest. Isaiah Adams, I think, is getting you know a lot of NFL interest. And they already know they're going to lose two offensive linemen with Paucho and Pill, so leaving after this year. So um, if Julian Pearl can continue to play the way he played on Saturday, um, that's a potential NFL guy too, just simply because of the position he plays and, and the amount of athleticism that he plays that position with. Um, they have to prepare for that. And 
So I think that Brett Bielema feels comfortable about his contacts in the JUCO world. I think he's going to go going to go recruit there. I think they're going to they're going to try. You know, Mike, our, our guy Mike Farrell has already kind of detailed some of the flips that they're still trying to make in this twenty three class with high school kids. Um, and they're also in a really really tough battle with Jair Hill uh, out of Kankakee, a four star DB. You know, they they want that match. They want that. They want that young man really, really bad, and they're in a they're in a dogfight with Michigan for him. So there's a lot of recruiting interest that they can they can take to to this week as as their players continue to get healthier and healthier, which is a major priority. I think the big picture too, when you've got um, you know, you so the tenant still isn't there. It's coming. I do believe it's going to happen. And Rome wasn't wasn't built in a day. Uh, certainly, it's taken 30 years to tear it down, and you've got to take time to build it back up. But what they're doing with the younger players, I mean, all the players they had the past couple of weeks, I mean you know, class of 2024s, 2025s, reintroducing them to the new culture of Illini football that has not been there in their lifetimes and and in some cases, barely in their parents' lifetimes. Yeah, I, I think there's there's 2024s and 2025s right now where they're they're pointing to like a gay Bacchus. They're pointing to guys that like a Matthew Bailey, guys like a, a uh, um, you know, these, this freshman class that came in, you're not seeing a whole bunch of difference makers, but you're seeing guys make plays. And I think that they're looking at these 24s and 25s saying, you can be that kind of guy, but also we're not going to rush your development. Look at some of the guys that are sophomores and even like third year players that are starting to play at a high level here. That's where we see you. And I think that that's starting to resonate with some of these 24s and 25s which these, this, this coaching staff wanted to get a head start on right away. And, and they did a really good job of it. Matthew Stevens, uh, enjoy the weekend because uh, my friend, you've got a, a real busy stretch ahead of you here with the next five weeks as Illinois tries to close out uh, this historic season. Uh, again, appreciate your work and appreciate your insight. And we'll talk to you next week from Lincoln. Nobody's asking me what, when basketball season starts yet. So no, this is a change for me. And I, I really do really appreciate it. We do have your, your press pass, by the way. We'll get that to you when, uh, when you're done with football. So. Sure, no problem. What a departure from last year. Matt, thanks. <laughs> Matt Stevens, IlliniGuys.com, football writer and analyst. You can check out all this stuff uh, right there on the front page of the IlliniGuys.com. Stay with us here. We've got much more to come uh, right here. We'll take a look around the top 25 games in the best in the NFL. Next, here on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Hello, this is Brett Bielma, the Illinois head football coach. We're listening to Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Looking around the country and where the top 25 teams are this week, number one, Georgia is off ahead of the cocktail party and, and just an insane run to finish off their SEC schedule. Listen to this gauntlet. Florida next week in Jacksonville versus number three, Tennessee, at 24th ranked Mississippi State, at 19th ranked Kentucky. Wow. If you run that table, you earn that undefeated record, don't you? I mean, that's a that's a gauntlet. So, uh, but you know, I, it's going to be fun to see how this all shakes out because there are so many teams still in the mix. I think they said there are still eighteen teams that are in the mix for the college football playoff. Basically, there are eighteen teams. If if they run the table, they're in. You know, and there are probably some teams like a Georgia could even possibly lose a game here or there and, and still get in. But yeah, it's 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 uh man, it's gonna be fun down the stretch here in college football. Yeah, and and looking at it, I think that ultimately there are so many different uh, things with Alabama losing, it kind of clear it makes it wide open for what's gonna happen. Now, you know, some of these other teams just have to avoid a loss that will elevate Alabama. So the Michigans, Ohio State, and Clemsons 
don't want to let them uh, let them get a little bit of an advantage by stubbing their toe as well. Yeah. So, and, and you know, one of the teams, I think perhaps maybe even the favorite right now is number two, Ohio state, and they're taking on Iowa this week. Ohio state is a team that is pretty complete. They've, they've shored up the defense this year and they've got that dynamic offense. I mean, they're putting up these, all their offensive numbers without their best wide receiver for much of the year. And, they do face a, a very good defense in Iowa. Iowa's very good defensively. Iowa just can't score. And so this is a game where Ohio State's probably going to score even against that Iowa defense, and the Hawkeyes just probably can't keep up with the Buckeyes. Speaking of can't keep up with, UT Martin gets to go play at Tennessee <laughs> the week after they've, they've just beaten um, Alabama in one of the most dramatic games uh, that we've seen, and of course, putting up more points than Alabama's seen against them in a hundred years. Um, I think UT Martin might have a good drive in them, and then I think it's over. <laughs> so I think that's it. Sorry, UT Martin. The, their first drive, maybe they can get the hangover from yeah. the previous weekend still, and they can get one <laughs> touchdown. We'll sneak on them. Yeah, yeah. That's if, it. If Tennessee doesn't score 50 points, is it a disappointment? After scoring yeah. 52 against Alabama last week, I, I, I think that, that UT Martin's going to be a lot like Lieutenant Hicks and um, Aliens, where he's sitting there going, "Game over, man! That's right. Game over!" <laughs> uh, well done. Yeah, that's where that's where you take you score first. You take a picture of the scoreboard, and, and that's it. You're good. <laughs> You're going out. We're out. Gorgeous. We're taking our payday, and we're out. That's right. Well, a game that we didn't think we would see: um, clash of unbeaten's nine undefeated teams left in the country. Two of them beat. On Saturday, number 14, Syracuse still undefeated at fifth-ranked uh, Clemson. The Tigers we knew would be there, but uh, what a matchup this is. Uh, it's going to be pretty good down in, uh, in Death Valley. Yeah, that, that's a good matchup. And then, you know, the team we've been talking about is Alabama, playing their first regular season game ranked outside the AP Top 5 since 2015. Wow. Man, th those poor Crimson Tide fans to be sixth. Is so so <laughs> after 79 consecutive regular season games in the top five, those They're poor, yeah. poor people. I don't want to go Dang. to the game, man. We're only sixth. Our season's ruined, man. So, no, that's the uh, but they, you know, that Mississippi State's a, State is a good team. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to believe that Nick Saban has been working a little bit with his secondary, um, in this week. And so I think that uh, they might shore up that pass defense and maybe not give up some big plays, but. Alabama can score and, and they're going to be out for blood in this one. Yeah. And I, I think that um, when Old Miss goes to visit LSU, this could be the trap game in their schedule. LSU is not a bad team. Um, and you're, you're going to be on the road. And then you know that Texas A&M and Alabama are the next two weeks. If Lane Kiffin is going to have to use his coaching skills to make sure this team is prepared for an LSU team that I hate to say this, but Brian Kelly's done an awful lot with, with a team that had a ton of players leave. And I didn't think they would be as effective as they are right now. Another good matchup. We didn't see when the season started in the big 12 on Saturday, 8 PM uh, Eastern time kickoff. It's K state at 17 and TCU, the horn frogs uh, coming in eighth in the country. They had that fantastic uh, coming back from two touchdowns down to force overtime and then beating uh, previously undefeated Oklahoma State. I believe they were undefeated before that game. 43-40 in double OT. 
uh, the Horn Frogs all of a sudden with with Oklahoma struggling and and Texas trying to come back. Suddenly, it's the Horn Frogs um, are in the you know the the front runners in the Big Twelve, and maybe they could could make some noise. And if they run the table, uh, be in the conversation for one of the four spots in the college football playoff. Yeah, it's, it's wild to see how far those those two teams are from where they started the season. And then another another team that's maybe the surprise team on the West Coast are the UCLA Bruins. They're at a, at Oregon, and that will not be an easy game. That's a fun matchup, though, right? We've got you know the the return of the return of Chip, right? So uh, back to Oregon, and we'll see how that goes. I Oregon is you know after that first loss to Georgia, they've actually played really well. So. Um, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how UCLA does on the road in a tough environment. Uh, really, uh, this is their test. And if they win this one, they're, they're legit. You, know, you can see them maybe being legit as the, the Pac-12, um, you know, four, uh, forerunner. Or what, favorite? Favorite, favorite. There you go. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at, at Texas and Oklahoma State, and this is a game I've went back and forth on like 12 times. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the coach who's we knew he was a man when he was 40, and give Mike Gundy the <laughs> give Mike Gundy the advantage on this. But you know, when you look at these teams, they're fairly evenly matched across the board. The big difference is Texas defense is a little bit a uh, little bit stouter than Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State's got the home field advantage. Um, uh, again, I think I give Oklahoma State a little bit of the uh, uh, edge here, but another fantastic game on tap this weekend. Back to the ACC, Boston College at number 14, uh, Wake Forest. Number 13, Wake Forest, I should say. Uh, the Demon Deacons have never beaten the Eagles three straight times, but that's what they're going for. Also trying to get their 12th straight win during the month of October. Uh, what a job that they've done. Uh, now they're in Winston-Salem. It's a 3.30 Eastern kickoff on the ACC Network. Yeah, Minnesota is a team that are uh, coming off a, a tough loss at Illinois um, where they you know, were kind of dominated by the Illinois defense and, and, and the uh, Illinois offense as well. Minnesota's got to bounce back, but they've got a tough one at Penn State. Penn State team coming off a second half they want to forget against Michigan where they were just dominated in the second half. So uh, this is a game. One of these teams, needs, these teams need to write the ship. Both of them are looking for that. And it, it's not going to be easy for either one of them. It seems like the Nittany lions are at home. So you give them the advantage. Yeah. And of course we've got um, Cincinnati visiting SMU number 21 ranked Cincinnati. Got to give the Bearcats the advantage SMU. I really thought with their history of the pony express and uh, Craig James, Eric Dickerson, I thought they would be great at the NIL with all the boosters uh, providing opportunities for players, but it hasn't gelled for them just yet. They already spent all their money, Mike. <laughs> in the 80s. In the 80s. In the 80s. <laughs> One of the best 30 for 30s ever. It was so good. Yeah. We have a payroll, gentlemen. Uh, number 25, <laughs> Tulane, the Green Wave, ranked for the first time this century. Uh, it's stuck in there. You probably didn't realize it, but yes, uh, Tulane Green Wave, first uh, AP top 25 ranking since 1998, and they will host uh, Memphis in that game. Tulane trying to go to seven and one down in Nolens. All right, that's the top 25. We'll stay with us here. Much more to come. Quick timeout, and then we're back with more after this. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. 
At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is. We're here to support it because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. Hi, this is Larry Smith, proud native of Central Illinois. It's been an honor to have reported on the world's biggest sporting events for the past three decades. And as a lifelong Illini fan, it's a privilege to now be with IlliniGuys.com. My friends and I put this together with one goal in mind, to have the best Illini-centric website around. Great features, podcasts, insider stuff. I know a little something about telling athletes stories, and these guys know a lot about the Illini. It's a perfect match. Come over and check it out. IlliniGuys.com. This segment presented by OSF Healthcare, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. And as we get back to Illinois football, once again, no game this week. They're at Nebraska next weekend. That's a 2.30 p.m. start next Saturday on either ABC or ESPN. Another impressive defensive effort in the 26-14 win over Minnesota last week, a game that really wasn't that close. Here's what P.J. Fleck had to say about it days later. Uh, That's one of the best defenses in the country. In fact, I think the number one defense in the country. And... They are that good. And so when you get behind the sticks on them, it, it, it discourages you to be able to keep going with the pass game because we only had, I think, 19 plays in the first half. I mean, you and you got an All-American tailback back there. So, But you better be able to catch the ball when it's thrown to be able to move efficiently down the field. Same thing when people play against our defense. You know, if you take last game out of that, I don't think we played to the level of what we're capable of playing last week, but that's usually what we do to people. Get people behind the chains and, and make you earn it in pass game and make some decisions and that you normally wouldn't do, get you out of your game. We're playing really good people. And I, I think sometimes we take that for granted because, all right, I'm going to get on a soapbox for a second. The perception, right, I think from the outside and expectations are very different than internal aspirations. Right. But, you know, we don't beat Purdue and we don't beat Illinois. Well, what are those two guys, two teams have in common? Well, one, we had a chance to beat both of them in the fourth quarter. They're always tight games with us and they're both ranked. So we played a ranked Michigan State team in one of the polls and beat them. Right. And then we come back and play two more now ranked teams that people don't know how good you are until you go through the season. Right. And we think we're pretty good. They think they're pretty good. Something has to give. We didn't execute. They did in some moments and they won the football game. But they're, nar- they're narrow games. It's not, I mean, it, it, anybody can win those. And those are the two teams that are ranked. And now we come back and we're playing another ranked team. The weird part about it is you usually hear guys talk about um, uh, the team they played right after the game, but they don't go back to it the next week. They're usually looking forward. So that kind of tells you what he thought of the Illinois uh, defensive uh, squad. Yeah, and PJ's in a little bit of hot water with, with a segment of the fans, too. They're frustrated that he hasn't been able to capitalize on that double digit uh, wins of a couple of years back. So um, I'm sure it's a frustrating thing two years in a row, having the Illini beat him. Yeah, this is true. More Minnesota coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, let's get to chase Brown. Now new website out there. We talked about a moment ago. It is findingillinicom slash chase Brown. Be sure to go to that really great site. Well done by the Illinois staff. Lots of articles about chase except they missed one. Matt Stevens did an excellent piece last Saturday on, um, boy, what's that website? Um, Illiniguys.com. Yes, yes. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I talked to a vendor this week. They owed us money, and she said, is it Illini? It's Illini. (laughs) 
AtlantaGuys.com. Let's uh, let's get on that, guys. Uh, hey, here's Chase on Wednesday talking about recovering after a career high 41 carries. My body's starting to get used to these, uh, you know, heavy loaded games, and uh, you know, one day it might feel like I was in a car wreck, but the next day, you know, I'm all right and I'm ready to go. So, as of right now, I feel really good. What would it mean for you? I mean, obviously Reggie and Chase are with you, but to get the guy like Josh McCray back, who's carried a heavy load, what would it mean for you? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, it would take some load, um, you know, off of me, number one. But then, you know, Josh is a tremendous player. He's hungry to get back out there. So um, I know it would mean a lot to him. And, uh, you know, I've seen how hard he's been working in rehab and the, the amount of time and attention to detail that he spent, you know, getting back. It's going to be fun to see him coming here. I know we talked about some things that could be available after the season for you. What does it mean to see the, the program kind of put this foot forward and, and getting your name out there in, in front of all these things, like a website and this? Like, what's that like for you? Right. I mean, the media team is crushing it. And uh, like you said, like the, the whole website and then, you know, just getting, you know, national media members to start paying attention because. You know, fact of the matter is, like, I, I was, you know, under-recognized coming into the season. Um, and, you know, I, I doubt anybody expected any of this happening right now. So, right now, it's just me focusing on what I can do on Saturdays and, um, you know, allowing them to kind of take care of that. And, and they're doing a great job. So, I appreciate them saying that a lot. You talked a lot about your drive from Canada to Florida when you came here. Could you ever have imagined this when you were in the car? going to Florida that this would kind of be where you're at right now? It's something I can only dream of. Uh, you know, I'm blessed to be the position I am, but, you know, none of this would have happened if I didn't take it one week at a time. You know, that's where my focus is right now. Right now it's getting my body back, but then, you know, coming out strong against Nebraska, then Michigan State, and Virginia, then, you know, going up to the big house, and, you know, doing well there. So there's there's a lot that I have to take care of, and, you know, the whole midseason of All-American stuff. Uh, it's cool, but, you know, it's it's not official yet. It's just it's just like a accolade that's just there. But. Did you guys talk about the unrecognized last year? I was kind of felt to get this recognition at this point in the year. I know people coming from Canada talking to you, kind of getting all this stuff. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's just a reflection of you know the work that this team put in, and because um, without you know without the line, and I, I wouldn't be able to, to have the season I'm having right now. Um, but it, it, it feels good. Um, you know, a lot of people overlook Illinois in general. So to, you know, get that media recognition is important. Chase, Bielema had kind of said he brought you in the office in the offseason and said, here, this is what's probably going to happen for you. What was your reaction to kind of those types of meetings? Because were you kind of like, no, nah, that's just, coach, it's not going to happen. Like, why are we doing this? Or, or did you kind of pay attention? Yeah, I've always been like a strong believer in, you know, my ability, but, um, you know, those those uh, conversations that I had with them, I think were were extremely important. I mean, you know, he always says, you know, the more real you get, the more unreal it gets. And, uh, you know, that's kind of been what's happening. I, I've, I've dialed in on, you know, football and, you know, my preparation and my recovery after games and, you know, being extremely real in those situations have you know led to where we are right now the guy is just a workhorse i think it's great that they did this website i you know they they had to take down the um you know fighting slash mike cagley uh to put this one up but you know they 
you know, I, I think Chase a lot of is, pizza went into that website. Yeah, that's true. There, instead of talking about carries, you know, and, and yards, they were talking about yards of pizza and slices. <laughs> so it's a it's a different 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 website. But no, Chase Brown's for forty one carries is crazy um, in college football, and he's like a guy who runs inside the tackles too. He he run, he runs tough. He finishes through contact. He's just uh, it's really amazing. He's going to need this uh, bye week here to get ready for the stretch run. Yeah, and Josh Whitman talked a lot about how Illinois has set up their training rooms for recovery of athletes because that's really a focus to good performance is how you get your body back. And Chase Brown is obviously uh, at the right program to help him with that. And um, Lord knows the 41 carries, he probably needed a little bit of help. (laughs) That's right. Uh, But that website, really some great stats. One stat I did know when I went to it, uh, chase number two in the nation in missed tackles, making people miss. Pretty cool. Uh, this segment, once again, presented by OSF Healthcare. We appreciate all that they do for the Sports Spectacular and the, for their support of the Illini. Illini Hoops, by the way, coming up in Brad's chat with RJ Melendez. That's next on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. When life gets hectic, you need healthcare that's easy. You need OSF On Call Urgent Care. With OSF On Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and illnesses injuries when and where you need it walk in for care 8 a.m to 8 p.m every day even on holidays 24 7 365 virtual care options means we're always on just like you visit osfoncall.org slash urgent care to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit a game without a crowd is just a scrimmage a performance without an audience is just a rehearsal Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Illinois. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the IHSA and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. At Busey Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. As we promised, a little Illini hoops now. The AP poll coming out this week and Illinois coming in 23rd in the nation. I think that's fantastic. It just shows preseason polls are all about perception. And it just shows that, again, Illinois is considered uh, one of the top teams in the country, even though they lost all five starters. A bit of respect there for Brad Underwood and the guys. Uh, Brad, our, our Brad, Brad Sturdy, talked with R.J. Melendez about the upcoming season. What's been the biggest change as you go into your second year here? At the biggest change, in my opinion, is just body-wise. Um, I've been working with Fletch the whole year. Um, I feel like my body has changed like drastically. Not as much as I would love to, but good genetics is not going that way, but Fletch is driving me into a perfect way where I, my body feels great right now. Um, legs are not in pain. Arms feel way stronger. And it's just a lot of energy. The conditioning this summer has been great, so I feel like the team is in a great shape and we're ready to roll. 
to quote Coach Underwood, he said you've been shooting the cover off the ball. So how's it feel to hear that you've been shooting it well? And obviously you know you've been shooting it well. What, what are your what has that been a point of emphasis for you? Emphasis for um, you? Yeah, I've been like working a lot on my shot this summer. Um, it gives me a lot of confidence just knowing that the coaches um, feel that I'm shooting the ball pretty well. So it's just makes me feel pretty good that the work that I've been going through the whole summer has been paying off. It, obviously a little bit of a change. You transition with, you know, you had a couple of buddies, you know, with uh, Alfonso Plummer and Andre Cabello, and this year a little bit different. So how's that adjustment been? Oh, it's been pretty good, actually. I mean, I miss my guy always with Puerto Rico, but it's just a new team, new year. I mean, we got new goals now, same goals, winning the national championship. So it's just building off and building the same bonding that we have from last year to this year's team. As you new addition, Terrence Shan has been a guy you, you get to go against a lot in practice. He's older and been to awards. How has that helped you this offseason? It helps me a lot, actually. Um, Terrence is a very competitive guy. Will never take a playoff, so just being against him every day helps me out to get better in defense and offense. Um, he's a great leader, too, as well. But his competitiveness is just, like, great. So it just makes everybody better in practice. How do you think you have changed and your game has changed from last year to this? I feel like my game has changed a lot. Um, I've worked on my ball handling this summer, um, working on getting on a lot of ball screens this year, um, stuff like that. But most likely, I would say like my body has changed a lot. So I feel like I'll be uh, more physical than last year. You know, freshman still getting to know the system of the Big Ten, but now having a taste of it, I feel like it's gonna be a great year. Are you, you know, I, I I have to ask. There's a video going around. Like, was it you and Coach Frazier going some one-on-one and? We only saw like one segment, uh, though. Is that it, was there more to that video than just that one play? Uh yeah, there was more to that video, but it was just like a last basket, and he just went out of saw called game, and he <laughs> called it. I mean, it was a great shot, great player. I mean, been is a it, dog his whole life. Is it fun having a guy like that who can come out there and still compete a little Definitely, bit? Definitely, yeah. Like having coaches that can compete with us and just get in drills and play defense. I think it's great having coaches that support us and like teach us some things that they learned in the past and just bring it into us now nowadays does the, you know obviously losing Kofi is a big part of it but from a positive standpoint maybe you get a different style of play that suits what you want to do more how, how has it changed this year without him um definitely we're playing a lot more faster to pace um feels a lot better because that's like my type of game just like running the court so I feel like it's going to be way, a lot better um running the court a little bit more and being in more shape this year um, I feel like we just got to keep doing the same thing. The condition that we did this year will help us like convert from defense to offense and run the court more. Have you worked on not hanging on the rim now? Has that been a point of emphasis to uh, this? No, I <laughs> Keep hanging on it. it was, it's really cool to talk to RJ because, you know, here's a kid who, you know, was expected. He starts to emerge last year, and then he has the, the issue, the health issue, you know, or the appendicitis, and then, then he comes back and he really doesn't get there, but everybody picks him as a breakout candidate and they bring in Terrence Shannon, who is one of the you know top players in the country transfer top transfers in the country. And now you're, he's battling for with him every day in practice. I think it's really made RJ a much better player. And he talks about that. You heard him talk. He just, he, he really embraces that competition. Now he's much more competitive than he was as a, as a freshman. And I think he's ready for a breakout role and he's a very important piece uh, if this team wants to get uh, reach their goals at the end of the season.
and to your point, the better that he can get, uh, the deeper they are with all those wings, Shannon Melendez, and again, learning from him, uh, Ty Rogers coming in, uh, Luke Goody. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Illinois, by the way, next Friday is their lone exhibition game at State Farm Center against Quincy. This is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Hey, this is Mike Small, the golf coach of your Fighting Atlanta men's golf team. And you're listening to the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular. Larry, Mike, and Brad still with you as we check around the Big Ten. And uh, guys, some some teams off, but still some pretty good matchups out there. Again, Ohio State and Iowa is a, a game that is really intriguing. Um, just because Ohio State offense is so good, the Iowa has a good defense. But I just don't think Iowa can score. Ohio State defense is better than it was, so... Uh, I like the Buckeyes here. I think this is a, a matchup. It's one of those games. Do they, are, are they looking ahead to uh, later games? Probably not. I, I think they just handle their business in this one. Yeah. And I look at the Penn state Minnesota game as one that's really interesting. Um, we don't know, you know, Minnesota had a good defense. They got gashed by the Illini offense. Now they go up against a Penn state team. That's going to be looking for redemption after the, Michigan uh, events of last weekend, I think that could be a pretty brutal game for Minnesota and Minnesota's fan base, who's a little weak as they thought they were going to win the uh, Big Ten West. Meanwhile, Purdue and Wisconsin, Mike, you're mentioning in the break, the Badgers, uh, like a two and a half point favorite. Uh, you know, Purdue is playing really well. Uh, four straight wins. Uh, O'Connell, the, the quarterback, had a great game last week. Uh, four touchdowns. Uh, Devin Mockaby uh, had over 170 yards on the on the ground. They won that shootout uh, against Nebraska. If they get this win, it's five straight wins. And again, where on your bingo card back in August did you have Illinois and Purdue tied atop the Big Ten West? That's where they stand right now, going into the weekend. Just as everyone predicted. So <laughs> now you've got a. Another game, a game that probably everyone in Bloomington, Indiana, and, uh, and maybe in Piscataway, New Jersey will watch, but maybe no one else, uh, Indiana at Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers, three-point favorite at home. I, I think this is an interesting game because Rutgers it has that another team with a kind of a strong defense, and Indiana really outside of their win against Illinois has not done much, hasn't been, you know, just been good enough to lose in these games. Can they finally get over the hump and get that win in uh in new jersey yeah and you have northwestern going up against maryland maryland's really kind of quietly put together a five and two season that nobody knows about and you know if they weren't in the same division as three powerhouses um there'd be a lot of attention on this maryland team and i don't think northwestern can do anything to slow them down no i don't think so i agree terrapins uh, mike loxley what a job he has done out yeah. there and in College Park. And again, the other teams are off this week. You can check all the pregame and uh, postgame notes on bigsportsradio.com. Uh, the AP Top 25 poll coming out this week. Um, North Carolina at the top. But a couple of things surprising. One, only three Big Ten teams uh, in the rankings. The other, um, Illinois in there. You know, we're used to seeing Michigan in there, but Indiana coming in 13 as the, as the number one team. They're the, kind of everyone's darling this year to, to win it all. And we talked about that before about what Mike Woodson is trying to do here in the second season. And then Illinois lost all five 
uh, uh, starters from last year. What a testament to that program and what Brad Underwood has done. Um, you guys know where I stand on this. Preseason rankings are it, it's just it's just for it's just for talk. But what it says is if you manage to make the top twenty five, um, the big thing is that uh, that just says you've got some respect. That uh, really the media they think you have a good program, and so. Uh, Indiana and Illinois, kudos to them joining Michigan. It, it seems like they're always in the top 25 preseason. Uh, nice job for the Hoosiers and Illini to get mentioned. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the one thing about the Big Ten is a lot of unknowns. In the past, you've had a lot of returning stars. And this year, you've got two really returning stars in Trace Jackson Davis and Hunter Dickinson. And then everybody else is kind of filling some holes and or have transfer portal guys, new guys. Oh, I think Illinois probably got the two guys who are maybe bigger names. They're both transfers. So it makes sense that these are the teams at the top, but I would say this. I think that there are so many teams just outside in that 25 to 35 range. You know, you've got Iowa, Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State, a really good group of teams right outside that top 25 who could vault up there. So it's going to be a very competitive conference. I think these teams just have a little bit more star power than maybe the rest below them. Yeah, and it's it's going to be a, a challenge. I you know, Indiana if they can shoot the ball are going to be really good. If they can't shoot the ball, then maybe they're not. Maybe they're a little bit overranked. Um, Michigan's got Hunter Dickinson, who I think is the greatest interview in college basketball. He actually says what he means. He doesn't give you the coach speak. I think that's great, and I love it when people get all uh, upset that he says what he actually believes when that's what we really want our athletes to do. Um, and Illinois, Brad Underwood has created one of those um, ugly, awkward, long on the wings, hard defending teams that have caused Illinois trouble the last few years. And now that's what he's leading out to battle. So um, these three teams will be at the top, but um, this Big Ten is going to be a fight this year. And I think just like the football season, it is going to be a very enjoyable basketball season for fans of good basketball. Totally agree. Some other teams from the big 10 receiving votes, but not making the top 25 Purdue, Michigan state, Ohio state, Iowa, and Rutgers uh, as well. So as you said, and really we've said before that it's uh, it is going to be, like you said, going to be a battle. Hey, you guys, before we go to break, you guys want a fun Kentucky fact to make your wildcat friends mad. Always. Okay. Well, here we go. So I looked this up this week. I was surprised because Kentucky's always in the top five. Like no matter I mean, they, some, 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 some media outlets had them number one in the nation, like in April, they had like only six guys on their roster. I mean, they were number, I, I didn't, couldn't figure that out. So I looked this up. So not counting the 2020 season where there was no NCAA tournament. Okay. So the last six years, not counting 2020, there are seven teams that have been ranked in the AP preseason top five that failed to reach the final four in any of those years. The other six teams, it all happened only once. Kentucky, five of the six years, they've been in the top five preseason, and they've never reached a final four during that time. So if That's you're... if you're Not a, ideal. Not no, ideal. No. If you're a Kentucky hater because they're number four, don't worry about it. So what's a Kentucky friend? <laughs> I don't have any of those. <laughs> that that's 
remember Larry lives in Kentucky, Mike. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Red nation. Yeah, I wear <laughs> I wear red ties on game day, and I get looked at funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. It, I, I want you to win. I'm just not going to root for you. So. Yeah, but you really can't do that on Louisville Day, Larry. <laughs> no, I, I won't. I won't. Next month, I'll make sure I I'll wear green or something else. So, all right. <laughs> Quick time out here to pay some bills. We're back with more after this. <laughs> Hello and welcome to one of the new assistant coaches on the University of Illinois women's basketball team. Calamity McIntyre is joining us right now. Uh, coach, first off, welcome to the Sports Spectacular. Welcome to Champaign. Um, you know, we, we got a chance to talk to you during uh, our tailgate back in August. Um, it's hard to believe that a few weeks has gone by and, and now like the season is, is here. Like you're, it's, it's, it's upon us. Yeah, absolutely. That seems like just yesterday, but a lot has happened. Um, between now and then and definitely we're in we're in full go right now with practice and obviously um, a lot of recruiting a lot of recruits are making decisions right now there's a lot going on so um, but aside from what's going on with us there's just a lot going on with the university I mean man the football team's doing good men's basketball came out ranked like there's just a lot of great reasons to be excited to be at the University of Illinois right now. It definitely has been a fall to remember um, so far and and it's got to be pretty exciting stepping into that i the one thing i want to ask though is like you're kind of coming into you know a program that has struggled i mean for lack of a better term and and you guys but you seem to have a lot of optimism and and uh excitement about what you can do not only this year but down the road with this program yeah you know coach green probably puts it the best so i'll just kind of um repeat kind of what she says you know we we don't we don't have anything to do with the past. You know, we, we don't, we don't think about it. We don't have anything to do with it. Um, we just have a very positive outlook on the future and, and what's to come. And, and we're excited. I mean, we took this or she took this job and we joined her uh, knowing that there's a lot of great things ahead. And the, the support is unbelievable. Obviously uh, Josh Whitman does an amazing job and, and on up. And so we have a lot of support, you know, we've got, a great supporting cast from other sports as well with football doing well and men's basketball and on down the line, they've really welcomed us. Um, and so we've learned a lot from them as we've been learning the ropes here in Champaign, but we are excited and, and we're just taking it one day at a time. So we've heard, you know, rumblings, you guys are fantastic <laughs> recruiters um, and, and we know you're hitting uh, you know, the, the schools and really pushing hard for people to come to University of Illinois. Um, what are you talking about with these recruits? Um, you know, because I do think it's fascinating to see, you know, how successful coaches approach getting successful players to jump on board. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it starts with the top down. So first thing is just that we're coming in with an established culture. Like we have put this culture in place before we've put our style of play in before and these things have been successful so that that doesn't change here so the culture doesn't change the style of play doesn't change and we play a very unique style of basketball we're very fast paced we want to score in six seconds or less but that starts on the defensive end so we want to defend and rebound so that we're getting those clean rebounds and getting out and we want to play really really fast so um, that's a different brand of basketball. There's select players who fit that style, and we really go after those players hard. And, I mean, I don't know if we're some fantastic recruiters or not, but we work really hard at it. And, and we're very, very much so, as you guys can probably tell. Um, you know, we 
we're relationship people. And that's what that's what the very first thing is in recruiting. And then obviously with Ubin and all the exciting things going on around here, there's a lot to sell. Now, I, I know you can't talk about recruits that are just deciding right now until they yeah. sign. So you're kind of in that, you know, can't talk about it. But I will tell you that I get to talk to recruits <laughs> and I've also <laughs> talked to AAU coaches. And okay. I will tell you that they have had a great response. And, and I even had one. And I think, and I think I told you this, I, I had one reach out to me and tell me that what a great job you guys are doing in, in the recruiting process. So kudos to you because, you know, it's not very often when somebody just sends you a compliment, you know, out of the blue, usually you have to ask for those things, right? Well, at least we, at least yeah. we do. I don't know about you. Maybe you get them all the <laughs> no, time. No, Usually it's the other side. Usually we don't have to ask for the other part of it, but no, it's, um, <laughs> we do, we work really hard at it and our staff has been together uh, for several years. So we know how to, to feed off each other. And we, we recruit together. You know, a lot of times you hear like, Oh, this coach signed this player, or this coach is the recruiter on the staff. Like we, we do it by committee. All of us like talk to every recruit. And, and, but with that, like I said, with the style of play and the type of character kids we like, and then the academic piece also, we really narrow our list and we really hone in on who we really want. You know, we don't really have a B list, so to speak. Like we just go hard at who we really want and then hopefully we'll get a few of them. And then the, for the ones that don't work out, we'll go hard at the next ones, you know, in the next class, but we would rather go get the players we really want than have a B list. And, and honestly, them just not really be good enough to, to play here. If, if the truth was to be told. So it's just kind of who we are and how we go about it. Talking with Calamity McIntyre, assistant coach for the women's fighting Illini team about to uh, get started here in just a couple of weeks. Coach, you touched on something and, and I have a different take to this question. So, so hear me out here. Um, rarely does a new coaching staff come in um, for a team that just reached the final four. So, <laughs> right. I mean, so you're going to come in. There's an issue. There's something the team pro- usually 80% of the time probably right has not been winning and therefore a change is made. We respect the past staff. Here comes a new staff to try something. Um, is there an advantage to the fact that you know you're coming in and you get to kind of wipe the slate clean and move right forward I mean, and just move, move, just go right, just go right ahead? Um, you, like you said, you've done this before. So, yeah. you know, you're coming. Listen, this has worked for us. Um, we're going to do what we do and starting from scratch to build this from the ground up. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe there's an advantage. Like you said, I haven't done it the other way. Right, so I don't right. know. What, I don't know what that's like, but I do know that one thing that keeps us all really on the same page is we're all, we all know it's about the people first. It's about the people in our program. It's about the people in our athletic department, in the community and beyond. And so we just keep the main thing, the main thing. So maybe coming in and the slate being clean, maybe so, but it's also, this is just who we are. So it makes it really easy to just be who you are every single day and just, like we said, work really hard, attack it, get after it and, and do it together. So I don't know what the other way looks like, Larry, but I mean, I mean, sure, may, maybe so, but we just want to get better every single day. And, and that's just the focus. I, I don't know any different. Don't, don't feel bad because you coaches, <laughs> you coaches know what that's, what that's like. <laughs> yeah. What, what's that like? <laughs> Now, what can you, and I guess I'm going to, you know, we talked about recruiting future, everything. What can this team be? I mean, this year, what can, what can you do? 
That's a great question. Coach Green always says we'll be good when we're good. We don't know when that will be. Um, but, you know, I think I think this group so far plays really, really hard. And I think they love each other. So you're, you're going to see a team that plays hard, that plays with some pace, that has some togetherness. And, and I think you'll continue to see a team that gets better each and every game. Um, that's just our main focus is day to day getting better. And, and I know that sounds really cliche, but that's where we're at. You know, we have a lot of new faces, a lot of people playing a lot of different positions. Um, I mean, we, we scrimmaged our practice guys the other day with officials for the first time. So we got a glance of what we see, you know, what we'll see as far as game flow goes and that kind of thing. And we've been watching that film with the girls all week this week. We watch film, we get on the court, we try to get better at those things. And so, um, you know, I can't really talk about the close scrimmage that we have coming up, but I will say we have a close scrimmage this weekend. You know, that's going to that's gonna help us see against the top 25 team where we're at, what that looks like, and then we'll break down that film and we'll get better. So, I mean, I hope that that everyone sees a high-energy, fun, fast-paced group of girls who work really, really hard and just continue to get better. So – Collectively, the coaches and players will be creating, recreating the um, the brand of, of basketball for, you know, Illinois here. Mm -hmm. What are you guys going to be famous for when, when fans think about Illinois basketball? Um, what are they going to start thinking about and, and what style of play? are people going to associate with you? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna know we're a defend, rebound, and run team. Six seconds or less, we're trying to score it. If we don't have a great look, then we're going to get into offense. But we're also, Coach Green is a shoot it if you're open. So that thing's going to go up. We're, you know, if we, if we need to be patient enough to get to the end of the shot clock, we will. But we want our kids to be in the gym. We want them to be very confident in their shot. We want their shots to continue to get better and shoot a really high percentage. And when that thing's open, you got to let it fly. So, and then other than that, just being really tough defensively, you know, we're, we're a containment based defense. We're not going to get up and press and pressure a whole lot. We're containment based because we want to keep our guy in front. We want to be able to contest and box out. And, uh, and then that way we can do the fun part and, and run on the other end. You know, we talked to Adelia McKenzie almost every week. She's a member of our team. She's the Illini gal mm -hmm. and we love having her here. I mean, we, we tease her. She's like another daughter to us. Um, she's just such an outstanding young woman. And so she's really given us a, a little bit of an inside glimpse into kind of this process going back to last spring and, and, and to today. She's excited about what you're doing. And even just on a daily basis, she talks about the little things. Um, how has the progress gone for you since you guys first walked onto campus to, to today? Can you see some I would, I would like to think probably see a lot of things that's been great growth in some areas and maybe only some in others, but kind of talk about what you, how you've seen the development so far in these past few months. Yeah. So when we first got here, um, you know, in the spring, we only had five players in workouts. And so we really tried to help those players, um, you know, grow in their skill, but also we wanted to connect with them and build relationships with them. Everyone was new to each other. So really wanted to build with them and, uh, and, you know, establish a foundation of trust and that way you can, they could continue to grow. So that was a process in itself and seeing those young ladies begin to grow in their skill and their confidence in their skill uh, was huge. And then as summer came along, we added the team and, and seeing them, 
you know, be pretty consistent in growing together. They spend a lot of time together off the court and then kind of seeing that chemistry form both on and off the court with them, seeing that progress. And now we're getting into the meat of things, right? So now we're in a whole, a whole different thing. We're, we're talking about, you know, chemistry defensively. Now, what five players can we put on the floor together that has great chemistry defensively? I know a lot of people talk about offensive chemistry. That's one thing, but you got to be able to get stops too. So right now we're in that, you know, see who plays well together, you know, see who can play consistently at the pace we're playing and just continuing to grow in that area. So um, it's been fun to see them grow uh, throughout time. But the one thing I do know is they've grown together and their confidence has grown a lot as a group. And so that's exciting to see. And now we just got to keep taking steps forward. So, all right. Now that was all fun. We got to talk to basketball. <laughs> Let's talk about important stuff now. Oh, gosh. All right. Important stuff. Give me some good superstitions that we got. Do we got like, got to have chicken nuggets. Do we oh, stick gosh. a chicken nugget in our shoe? I don't know what it is, yeah. whatever it might be. What's, what's a good superstition that you guys have on game day? So Brad's was I don't on, know if there's like a T. Brad's, Brad's was Joe Boo. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I don't know that like we have a team superstition yet because this team's new, but I will tell y'all coach green is very superstitious. I mean, very. So it, there won't be anything like I could tell you like right now, this is what she's going to do. But if we do things this way, whatever this way is, and we win, She's going to expect that we do things that way. And that may be who you're sitting by at ta- at the table for breakfast that morning or what tie the radio guy has on. Or like she will start talking to people about, didn't you have that tie on the other day when we won? You need to wear that tie again. Like there will just <laughs> be awesome. things that like come up that, and I refuse because I'm not superstitious. So I refuse. I'm like, no, like, don't, don't put me in this mix. I don't want anything to do with it because I'm a very routine person, but I can't get in the, in the suit, but there are, and I, we'll, we'll touch base on this again, Brad, cause I'll let you know what they are. As we, as we <laughs> I want to hear this. Yeah. this is always... There will be some, I promise you. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty logical though, because when I played varsity football years and years ago, we were 16 and two, if I had a tombstone pizza before the game <laughs> and the final game I played, we coach we, took us out to, to a lunch, you know, before the game, didn't ha- I'd say I brought a tombstone along. Wait, he wouldn't wait. let me break it. Wouldn't let me have it. Boom, we lost. No, so, was that when you were playing with Red Grange back in the that day? Was, yeah, was that was with me and Red Grange, the first tombstone pizza. I'm <laughs> glad that a... I'm glad that it was tombstone pizza. I thought you were going to say like you didn't wash your socks or something. Uh, for no, like... no, I'm not. I, the, hey, look, I'm no Adalia. <laughs> you know, I wear. You know, the, the deodorant is not an issue. <laughs> So, hey, does coach, know about that? Does coach, know about hey. that? Did you did you know? Did you hear that story? Yes, I did. I did. Okay. Someone actually, yeah. someone, I think one of you guys told me about it, and I was like, uh, "What?" I think I may have told you that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe no. so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we we have to have. There's one question though. As I'm sitting here looking at you on the camera, where did the name calamity come from and if, if i didn't ask that people out there would be mad at me yeah no it trust me you're not the first person to ever ask that's for sure <laughs> i'm so, rarely the first person <laughs> in type of intellectual thing yeah that's a, a lot of people i get it a lot um i was raised on a cattle ranch in southeastern oklahoma and my great grandfather and my grandfather are all were both world champion steer ropers so wow. they grew up on the rodeo circuit 
we had horses and cattle growing up on the ranch. And so um, my older sister, Autumn, she was supposed to be named Calamity after Calamity Jane. And okay. then she was born on the first day of fall. So she got the name Autumn. So that that canceled that out. And then my grandfather kept calling her Calamity for like the first six months of her her life and my finally my mom and dad was like you have to stop like that's not her name and so then they said they would name the next one calamity so here i came along so i'm named after calamity jane my dad wanted jane my mom said absolutely not so i got named calamity joe mcintyre after my mom's mom betty joe so oh, sweet there's the that's the long that's, like, that's a fantastic story that's a great story yeah, though that's you. awesome that's Thanks. that's really and cool my, my little sister's name is chisholm after the Chisholm Trail. Sure. So we, you know, the gauntlet of Western. Um, so Autumn kind of got the short end of the stick there. Because <laughs> she yeah, get... a little bit. She, yeah. At least she, you know, is born on the first day of fall. So at yeah. least she's got a little something, got something going. Yeah. 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 Goodness. Well, uh, yes, but that, that's the question that we had to ask. And <laughs> that's, a, that's a good place to stop. Uh, right. <laughs> Coach McIntyre, um, we are so thrilled you came on. We're, we're thrilled that you guys are here. Um, again, we Adelia is going to come on here in a few minutes and, and we'll get her take on how practice is going. Can't wait to see you guys in action and come back and talk to us again soon. Okay, awesome. Thank you guys for having me anytime. All right, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Hire, uh, you guys. Fantastic to have her on here again. The, one of the assistant coaches for the new, uh, the new staff, uh, Shauna Green staff, the women's uh, basketball team at University of Illinois. Uh, exhibition is on Friday, November 4th versus Quincy. That's coming up. It's, it's pretty close. And then the regular season opener versus LIU Brooklyn, uh, the Blackbirds, Wednesday, November 9th, 7 p.m., State Farm Center. Get there and support this team. First five games for the women's basketball team at home before they uh, head to that Thanksgiving tournament down in uh, Daytona Beach. And again, thanks so much to Coach McIntyre. And we wish her and the uh, rest of the team all of the best. Let's make it happen. Cap'n right now. Stay with us. More spe sports spectacular coming up after this. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it. If your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon rain apart they actually deliver on their promises call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com it's ridiculous over in illinois how much worse does it have to get? It's a double whammy for motorists, the highest gas prices that we have seen at the pump in over seven years. How much longer will you play the fool? Only thing Illinois is doing is delaying a gas tax increase and calling that a tax cut. How much more of Pritzker can you afford? The taxes can be changed at any moment. How much worse does it have to get before you make a change? Paid for by people who play by the rules pack. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Quick reminder, our home base is IlliniGuys.com. Free seven-day trial to get all of the 
feature stories and insider info on your favorite Illini teams in real time. Find out what's going on before everyone else does. The stuff you hear on here, Illini Guys members learned a few days ago. Come on over and check it out, IlliniGuys.com. Quick congrats to Crystal Wang, who was named the Big Ten Golfer of the Week after her outstanding performance down in Mississippi this week. As we mentioned earlier, next Friday is the lone exhibition game for Illinois basketball as they hit the floor with Quincy. It'll be our first look at several newcomers, including freshman guard Sky Clark. Brad was among the reporters to chat with him on Media Day. Coach mentioned that you threw one down uh, Sam practice, giving you giving you a hard time. He said, I haven't seen that since your junior year. So yeah. it, does that mean like we're 100% back and ready to go? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I've been 100% back, but, you know. My legs feel a little good today. <laughs> is it is it more mental than physical at this point? Just making sure that you just know you can do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the mental part of coming back from an injury like that is harder than the physical. The physical, you're just going to rehab every day. That part's easy. I've been doing that, but the mental, trusting your body. Uh, my first time running, it felt like it was brand new. <laughs> my first time jumping, cutting, everything just felt brand new. So the mental part is definitely the, the hardest aspect. I wanted to ask you, what was, the, was there a moment that you're like, oh, I'm back? Like, I, I can do yeah. this? Is there anything that sticks out? Um, yeah. I say I had a practice uh, right before we left to go back home for like two weeks. And uh, I think a clip came out where I hit a three and then I got a steal for a layup. And that whole practice, it just felt like I was trying to feel like my old self again. And I've been trying to carry on that since, since then. How good, I mean, just knowing the path from the injury and the rehab, how good was that feeling? Like when you left practice that day, what, what was that feeling like? Uh, it was a great feeling, especially because it was the last practice before we went back. So it was just like we were like going off with that, that all the work that that uh, put in in the summer is starting to pay off. Is there, is, so when you look at this squad, especially the four freshmen, you guys come in, um, you've got three guards and Ty, who's kind of like a big guard. How do you guys mesh together? How do you fit together? Oh, uh, well, the, the good thing about all of us is we're all competitors. So every day in practice, we're always making each other better. Iron sharpens iron. And um, this freshman class is not like any other. We're all hard-nosed kids that know what it takes to, to do what they're, they're asking us to do. So it's been great. I couldn't ask for a better freshman class. You look at what this program since Brad's been here. It's been Io, Trent, Andre Solis. To, to be kind of in that conversation for the next group of that, like, what does that mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. Um, you know, having the chance to be Illinois' next uh, next great point guard or something, next NBA pick is, I mean, it's, it's a great deal. I know Io was here. Did you get a chance to talk to him to pick his brain about maybe what he went through when he was in that role? No, I haven't. He came up here uh, a few weeks ago uh, to work out, I think, but I was in class and I missed him. But hopefully I'll get to meet him over the season or so. Is there kind of a, do you look into your freshman year, and you played in a lot of, you know, you played in a lot of big games, but nothing like you're going to see when you play in front of Madison, at Madison Square Garden or play against, you know, a raucous, you know, State Farm Center. What, what, what are you looking forward to? What's kind of the most exciting part about this? Uh, the fan love, definitely. I mean, I've only heard good things about State Farm Center when the, when the season starts, and so I just can't wait for that. I mean, I played uh, my senior year, I played a game at Montford, and there was probably like maybe a thousand people there, and I thought that was like <laughs> the biggest thing ever. And, uh, but so having 15,000, 16, how many, uh, how many it is, just having that is going to be amazing. And you've never seen a game live here, right? No, I haven't. Yeah. But I you've haven't. seen it on TV? Yes, and it's kind of, yes, so it's. Yeah, being a part of that. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, 
you can't uh, being a kid playing basketball. You can't ask for much more than that than having the whole stadium love you. I mean, it only makes you play better. It makes you wanna wanna play for the for the fans. It's just a great feeling. Piggyback on that, going on the road in the Big Ten is not easy. They, you, you're gonna hear you know a lot of things. Yeah. Is that kind of you look forward to that too? Yeah, no, definitely. I love when the crowd gets chirping. I love that. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. It's um it's not even fun talking back to them. It's just fun to hear them talk and then do something and then they're just silent. It's just like the best feeling ever. That's freshman guard Sky Clark. Illinois starting the season ranked 23rd. It's the first time they've been in the preseason top 25 for three seasons in a row since 2006. Big recruiting news this week and Kendrick Prince will fill us in next on the Sports Spectacular. Join BigSportsRadio.com and get a chance to win cash each week. BigSportsRadio.com keeps you in the know with the latest news of your favorite Big Ten teams and gives you five chances each week to win a $100 cash prize. Sign up today for free at BigSportsRadio.com. Guys, you know what? We're back here at the Sports Spectacular. I have missed that 10-gallon hat and, and the winny of the horse outside. You know what, Ked? Kedrick Prince, Kedrick Recruiting Roundup is here. Kedrick is the director of recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. And boy, uh, that last, we have to get a new lasso. That thing is worn out because you have been busy, my friend. Let's start first with the one that you let get away. This is your fault. We're going to pin this on you. Uh, ZZ Clark, the young, younger brother of Illini freshman, Sky Clark, point guard in the class of 2024. So he's a junior in high school. Uh, earlier this week, deciding to decommit from the Illini. What happened? You know what? I think it was a mutual agreement. Um, on both parties, I think, um, from ZZ and his father and to the University of Illinois. Sometimes people look at that as a negative, but inside the house, um, I don't think it's that bad. I think they're looking to go a different direction. Um, he committed early April, and I don't think he had a chance to go through the recruiting process. Um, Illinois is just looking for a different option, I think, right now. Now that he's the kid's going to play Division One basketball, without a doubt, but Illinois is in a situation now to where they have a, the perfect program to where they have needs and fits. And I don't just don't think he fit what they needed. And I think, you know, he's okay with that because he'll have other options to go somewhere else to play so he can be more effective that suits his game. Yeah, I think no question. I think that you're always looking for the best fit. One thing I, I always thought talking about um, talking to Tim Anderson uh, was that he wants to find the best fit for kids. And even if it's not at Illinois, he, he wants to find the best fit for a kid. And if it's not the best fit, they're going to let him know and be upfront with him and, and communicate that because it'll help you down the road. And I think it also being honest, it works well. I don't think it has any effect on Sky Clark, though. He's ready to rock and roll for Illinois this year. And, of course, last weekend there was uh, a few players who came to visit, including uh, Super 2024 commit Morez Johnson, who – Appears like maybe he could be the Pied Piper. Who all was uh, with him, Ked? You know, I know Melvin Bell, you know, was a guy that was with him on, on his visit, which he really liked, and, um, who was a guard uh, on the St. Rita High School. Uh, Carlos Harris is a um, – well, he's a point guard that they're looking at. But it was nice to have Morez on his visit because he's been down there multiple times, but he's never had that official visit. And the guy that I think that, you know, that they were really, really intrigued with was Melvin Bell. Um, again, I mean, right now he's considered, you know, the number one player in the class of 2025, 1A, one one I guess, with him and Jeremiah Fears. Um, he really, really enjoyed his visit. Um, so 
I think having those guys on campus was great, and they have a chance to, to look at practice, and I, I know they enjoyed that. Um, Marez is a special kid, which we've talked about on this show before, because he's also trying to, to recruit some of these kids. He doesn't put pressure on them, but he's trying to get a feel for some of these kids, and he's answering questions for them about his love for the University of Illinois. Yeah, Marez is a fantastic athlete, you know, top 50 kid. Um, but I, you look in that 2024 class, you mentioned Carlos Harris. Los is a, uh, another guy who's a point guard. He played with Marez um, and James Brown at No Gisendersitis on that summer Mean Streets team. And he was the guy at the end of games who would get the ball and make the winning plays. And, and I know that that's one reason that Illinois loves that kid so much. So he's a 2024. And then, of course, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, Melvin Bell and then and Trey McKinney. From uh, is another Mean Streets kid who's uh, 2025, fantastic scorer, just has the ability to score at will. You know, and he was also the very next day, he was in Michigan. I mean, so he's torn around, and, and Trey's been to Champaign a couple of times, you know, and, and I've told people, you know, a number of times as well that his dad really, really likes Illinois. And uh, I will say he did mention to me that, you know, Michigan did make up some ground, but. I don't. Illinois is not the leader by any stretch of imagination, but they really, really like um, the Illinois program. What Brad Underwood is doing. I'm just going to mention that you had said before that his dad uh, was a big fan of Illinois, but we'll see again. He's only a sophomore, so there's maybe some time there. Uh, let's get to football right now. A big D commit, Malik Elzey, the top receiver in the state, six three, uh, just an outstanding hands uh, out of Chicago Simeon. Decommitting from his earlier commitment from Cincinnati, he is a senior. Um, and I'm sure Illinois, one of many schools now trying to get back into that recruitment. I'll tell you what, I mean, it's, you watch film. I would tell anybody, if you get a chance to Google and watch film on this kid, I did a podcast earlier in the week and with some guys from Chicago that have ties to other schools. And they mentioned this kid. He is a special big kid, six foot, 395, 195, 198 pounds, strong, quick, athletic, good hands. Uh, he's a guy that you can throw the ball back down the field who could go up the field and he who could go up and go get it. He did decommit from Cincinnati, and I think part of that is because the head man in Champaign, Britt Bielema, wants this kid. He is making every effort, and he's giving him the full red carpet treatment because, you know, losing a kid like this in the state who could be a difference maker. You know, Illinois now has proven to people that they can throw the football, so they're way more attractive than what they were before because now the recruits can see it. Illinois will have some competition, but they're in the mix, and him decommitting from Cincinnati is not a surprise because the word on the street buzzes that he does like Illinois, but I can tell you Michigan's going to become a player in that too at some point, and Purdue. Yeah, this is one of those things where his decommitment means a lot because it gives Illinois a, a shot. But I, I think that, like Ken mentioned, it's going to be it's not going to be a slam dunk. Um, he's gone right away. Um, but I do think Illinois is probably the reason that you know their success is probably part of the reason that he has uh, decommitted. And at least you get probably not going back to Cincinnati. Rarely does do they decommit and then recommit. So um, that's one school out of the mix. And of course, we also had. Um, you know, things are not going slowly on the women's basketball side. So, Ked, I know you, you're director of recruiting. How do you keep up with all this stuff? And maybe you can give us an update on the women's basketball recruiting. I'll tell you what, you know, Larry mentioned at the, at the beginning of my segment of how recruiting is going for the University of Illinois. 
it's hot in all areas. You know, you mentioned we're talking boys, men's basketball and football. I mean, there was in the last two weeks, there's been over 225 potential athletes on campus. And now Shauna Green, you know, the women's program, you know, got a huge commitment um, from a girl from Williamsburg, um, New York. She is one of the top leading scorers in the country. She averaged 38 points a game. This girl is a bucket getter. And this was a nice recruit for the University of Illinois in the class of 2023. Um, you know, for anybody that's had a chance to talk to Coach Green, and, I, and all four of us have, you know, she mentioned to get that to get that one girl to be able to commit that's a, who, who could be a program changer. And Gretchen is a, to me right now in high school, she hasn't proven at the collegiate level, but she finds ways to get to the basket. I mean, this may come off wrong, and I don't want people to take it wrong. Very few times have I seen girls tip the ball back in with one hand, and she can do it like drinking water. She's a gifted athlete. She knows how to score. This is a nice pickup. Yeah, you, at the end of the day, they 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 count by points, right? So if you have people that can put the ball in the basket, that's a good thing, and she can definitely do that. And um, I, I think that they're they're not done. I think there's going to be another. Uh, they're going to have more commitments um, in the very near future. And then, of course, I think the other part about it, just like every program, this spring will be huge for them through the transfer portals. They're going to have to add a couple pieces um, to to make this to, to round out this roster. Gretchen Dolan out of uh, New York, 38 points per game. She is outstanding. Like Ked said, she can fill it up. Kedrick Prince, director of recruiting for the IlliniGuys.com website. Ked's recruiting roundup. Ked, thanks. We'll talk to you later. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Guess who's joining us now? The Illini gal, Adalia McKenzie. Uh, okay, Adalia, earlier we talked with Coach McIntyre, and you should know she was she was singing your praises. What? She's <laughs> very complimentary. What did she say? You got to listen to the show. I'm not going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, you got to listen to the show here. Come okay, on. okay. Of course. Like, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Well, you're getting close now. Brad, go ahead. Well, I, I will tell you that. So last weekend, I got to talk to a couple of your teammates, too. Ah. On the Big Ten. We went up to the Big Ten Media Days, right? Mm. And so Kendall Bostic, Makaira Cook. And here's what they were telling me. They, I said, I said, I need some dirt on Adalia. And you know what they told me? They said, what? you are... You are a TikTok dancer, like a, a phenom. And, and so I, I go through and I said, I got to look this up. You've got like 20,000 followers on TikTok. What? Yeah, I do. Yeah, she's like a she's like a TikTok star. I, who knew? She plays basketball on the side. OK, but does she wear deodorant when you do you wear deodorant when you TikTok? Yes, of course. Okay. That's my <laughs> part of my pregame routine. Put it on right before. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I don't even know where to go when we start mixing dancing, deodorant. Um, we got a whole gamut of things. Ask a basketball uh, question. <laughs> yeah, I get that. It threw me, you know. You, normally, this is right down my strength here as an interviewer. Um, so, uh, you, guys are, you guys are really getting going. We had a chance to tour um, up and what do you think of that new uh, – beautiful basketball facility and what has it meant to you guys and uh, you gals in terms of practicing um first it's just amazing like everything in it is just high level elite it's just really nice like I'm literally there all day 
<laughs> like, I guess you could say that's my first one. <laughs> but um, it also means a lot that, like, we got to, like, get on the court and just practice in a new facility. It's just, like, a new feeling, you know, a new staff, new team. It's just everything's new. And just having that opportunity just means a lot. That's awesome. Hey, uh, Dalia, unfortunately, Ked went really long because he was so excited talking about recruiting. So I've only got 30 seconds left. Tell us about practice. You're getting close to your first game. How's it going? How did it go this week? Uh, practice went well. We did a lot of focus on, like, defense, honestly. Like, we – Coach Green always says, like, offense will come. We're, we're not worried about that. We're just worried about defense because defense wins games. So we've been doing a lot of defense, defensive drills, and it's just been getting a lot better. We're all coming together. That is awesome. That is awesome. Hey, Adalia, we unfortunately have to run, but as always have a great weekend and, and enjoy because like, you're not gonna have any weekends, but free time on weekends from now until, till March. So enjoy it while you can. Yeah, I will. Have a good one. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. She's the Illini gal, Adalia McKenzie right here on the sports spectacular. Stay with us. Much more to come here along the Illini guys radio network, a tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. It's ridiculous over here in Illinois. It really is. How much worse does it have to get? It's a double whammy for motorists, the highest gas prices that we have seen at the pump in over seven years. How much longer will you play the fool? Only thing Illinois is doing is delaying a gas tax increase and calling that a tax cut. How much more of Pritzker can you afford? The taxes can be changed at any moment. How much worse does it have to get before you make a change? Paid for by people who play by the rules pack. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Larry, Mike, and Brad still with you. Some uh, big news around Io DeSumo, former Illini All American, um, with uh, Lonzo Ball out with the uh, another surgery. Io making it count as he began the season in the season opener the other night as the starting point guard. Yeah, you know, Io's just had an impressive just rise. I mean, you know, he's a guy who, you know, goes in the second round. Instead of taking it personally, he just decides, I'm going to bet on myself. Here we go. Let's get her done. And Io's going to be a restricted free agent after the season. He's going to make a lot of money um, in the offseason. So, but Kuda, great, great work ethic. He's done a fantastic job. And, you know, we always think about what he's done for maybe the, the college program if you're an Illinois fan. And, but, at the end of the day, he's, he's done that. He did great things for Illinois and he's really just evolved even more since he got to the NBA and become uh, and a very, you know, a clear, a starter level player in the NBA. Yeah. And to, you know, he ended up uh, in the opener with 17 points, uh, six rebounds, four assists, two steals. He did that in, in 36 minutes and his plus minus was plus 15. So there's a lot of uh, fantastic things for Io to build on. And even earlier in the week, you know, he had a, uh, a tweet where he was uh, on the stage, uh, you know, doing some public service with this guy named Barack Obama. So I thought it was fantastic to see 
um, Io helping out in the community and playing well in basketball. It's kind of what you expect out of him. He's been that type of guy. Just two Chicago guys out helping. Yeah, exactly. That's all. Yeah, I'm a deal. Crazy story. Uh, our guy, Dennis Dodd, we had on recently talking about uh, college football. He's so good. CBSSports.com. Story this week um, that the Big 12 could have a new media deal in place in, in like the next coming weeks. Um, you know, it's funny. Didn't see this happening because, again, there's we're still kind of waiting to see uh, if the Big 10 takes those other Pac-12 teams. You got to wonder how this deal is structured. If I'm sure there's a caveat in there if they do expand more in the future. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I was surprised that they'd want to do this, but I think they want to get ahead of the game. And, um, you know, there must be some back channel talks where they know that the Big 12 is going to add uh, some some teams to it because obviously they're losing their two big names. So uh, they obviously have something in place where maybe they're going to add uh, uh, some teams there in the um, from the West and, and make them a more, uh, you know, a more competitive nationally uh, conference than what it looks to be right now. Yeah. And I think some of it too, is a little bit of sleight of hand, you know, they're adding some money into the, into the deal. That's not actually pure TV money as opposed to what the big 10 was doing. Um, But I think I'm a little surprised that it's getting this much play, which makes me wonder are, are they making a move for some of those Pac-12 teams as well uh, to see if they can force them to make a decision or force the Big Ten to do something? Yeah, to hey, your point. Go ahead, Brad. Don't, don't, you, don't you think that they have to – there has to be something in place with like a Utah, a Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, something that core group could really make the Big 12 like much more formidable a, a, as a conference. And – of course, that would leave some Pac-12 teams then left out there for maybe the Big Ten to to, <laughs> to reach in and snag. So it, it's going to be fun to watch. What when you talk about brands and TV markets? I mean, Colorado, Denver's a top twenty. Uh, Salt Lake City's a top forty. Arizona's a, a top fifteen. Uh, with Arizona, Arizona State and, and Tempe and Phoenix, and of course Arizona, you can count that as well. So that's true. What Mike was talking about that they're saying a quoting a price of, of forty three million dollars per program that includes bowl money as well as NCAA tournament money. What, one other story I want to get to before we go, uh, Baylor coach uh, Scott Drew, just a couple of years removed from an NCAA championship, the first in school history, once the tournament expanded to 128 teams. And you know what I would do? I think I would go ahead and expand, add, add 128 teams, put an extra round in there, and then the, the 64 best teams could get, they could get a, uh, they could get a, a, a buy pull the pull some of these teams over and you get a couple games at at campuses across the country and you get a lot of tv revenue and you probably the big teams would like it because you probably cut down the amount of uh uh cinderella's when they played a couple games i okay i i'm i'm on board for 96 and, and and i like 96 because that gives those top 32 teams that works too to give them a little bit of a buffer or a buy and those other teams have to play in. So, and and what I like about that is it seems like I look at an Illinois team from a couple of years ago where they get the one seed, but they have to stay in, you know, obviously COVID and they stayed in one town, but they played through that big 10 title game. It's the last game. 
and they win the Big Ten title, and then they go in and they just don't look like the same team. Look at Iowa last year winning the Big Ten. They go into the NCAA tournament. Everybody's picking them as like a hot team, potential Final Four team. They don't look like the same team. So maybe they can get their legs under them if they have a little break um, before they have to play. So. I like those. Well, we'll see if he gets what he wants. Uh, what we want is another hour, but we we don't get it because somebody else is waiting. So uh, for Brad and Mike, I'm Larry. Enjoy the games. Have a great weekend. ILL. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.